Hey, believers, it's Dr. Shantae, and today's episode is brought to you by the DYOB Experience. DYOB stands for Design Your Own Brand, and it is the only full-scale branding makeover experience in the country. This year, we are accepting applications for the 2016 cycle. You can find out more about it at dyobexperience.com. DYOB is for you if you are tired of attending overpriced, overhyped, overcrowded conferences that leave you with little more than selfies, business cards, and a long list of to-dos. DYOB completely transforms that experience and you walk away with tangible resources that you can start to use to accelerate your results right away. So make sure you check that out at dyobexperience.com. Again, D as in David, Y-O-B as in boy, experience.com. And if you're interested, make sure that you apply before November 23rd. Hello, Believers. It's Dr. Shantae, and welcome to another episode of Branding for Believers. Branding for Believers is the podcast that equips entrepreneurs and influencers with the tools and the confidence to believe bigger in their dreams. We are at episode 32, and in the spirit of Thanksgiving, I wanted to dedicate a short episode to abundance and gratitude. So I don't want to take up too much of your time because I know that you all are trying to enjoy family and time off and much needed rest. And I really do think it's important that you take time to just really reflect about the things that you are thankful for. So today's episode is all about abundance and gratitude. And our guiding thought for today is, oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. And I don't know about you, but he has definitely been very good to me. So our agenda for today, we are going to be talking about wanting more, considering your ways, things that I'm thankful for, and also I'm going to end it with things that I'm praying for. So some things that are just on my heart. And I think that if you guys are willing and able to join me and just agreement with those things, I think that would be awesome. So let's get this party started. So the first thing we're going to talk about is wanting more. Typically, when we say we want more out of life, what we're doing is we are acknowledging a void. We are saying that in some area of our lives, there is a lack of fulfillment or a lack of contentment and that we are dissatisfied on some level. And it's okay to feel that way. The issue comes into play when we think that the remedy for being unfulfilled or discontent or unsatisfied is something material or superficial. So for example, if we are saying that we want more out of life and we think that the remedy for that is a brand new car (laughs) or a facelift or a tummy tuck or something along those lines, that's when we begin to have the issues because basically what we're doing is we are outsourcing our happiness. We're outsourcing our fulfillment and placing it in the hands of a material object or a material substance or some third party person, when in actuality, happiness and joy is an inside job. I know that many of you have seen that posted probably all over social media, but it's the truth is that, you know, Viktor Frankl talks about in his book, how even though we can't control the things that happen to us, we are always in control of the way that we respond 
And the way that we respond is something that generates internally from the inside. And so to give you two examples of this, I wanted to look at Paul the Apostle and Zig Ziglar. Paul, he talks about in Philippians, I believe, that whatever state that he's in, he's learned to be content. And he says, I've been up, I've been down, I've been rich, I've been poor, I've been fed, and I've been hungry. But whatever state in life I found myself, I have learned to be content. And that is something that tends to be a real struggle for many of us is that when we're up and we're fed and everything is good, the bills are paid and everybody's healthy, then that's when we find contentment or peace. However, when things are not that great, when things are in a period of struggle or we're in a period of transition, that's where we really begin to feel this urgent, persistent discontent and being unsatisfied with what our lives currently are. However, what Paul is encouraging us to do is to, no matter what state you find yourself, to take a moment and realize that there is always something to be grateful for. And I know that we talk about things like, well, you have life and you have your health. And sometimes when people say things like that, they kind of say them dismissively like, oh, well, yeah, those things like, duh. But think about it. I want you to think about somebody that you know right now that is sick, that is has is chronically ill or has been sick for an extended period of time and their loss of functionality, their quality of life. Sometimes we say these things dismissively, but if you do still have your full health and strength, then that is something to be grateful for. I want you to think about somebody that you may know, and it may even be you that doesn't have medical insurance. So once upon a time, they had a job and they enjoyed the benefits of coverage and just having to go in and pay a copay and be able to see a doctor when they wanted to see a doctor and now might be in a situation where they have to go to the county care and public aid and having to wait hours and hours to be seen because they no longer have insurance or no longer have coverage or having to struggle with an illness or can't get prescriptions filled because their situation has changed. And so I don't want us to be dismissive about those types of things. Those things are actually important and they are definitely things worthy of our gratitude. And so to underscore Paul's point, whatever state you find yourself, whether you are married or single, whether you have kids or you don't, whether you have a whole lot of money or you got a little bit of money, be grateful. Just whatever state that you find yourself in, just know that you can be content because no matter what state you are in, God knows what state you're in. He's not surprised. He's never surprised. He knows exactly where you are. He knows exactly why you're there, how long you're going to be there. And so sometimes you just kind of have to trust the timing of your life and trust his timing and just be content in the fact that trouble doesn't last always. Zig Ziglar, on the other hand, he says you can have everything you want in life if you will just help enough other people get what they want. And the key here is when you feel that void, when you feel that discontent and that disconnect and you're saying, I just want more out of life instead of focusing on something material or tangible. How about shifting your perspective in terms of how can I help other people get what they want out of life? I know that sometimes we just tend to be inherently selfish when we think about what is missing in our lives. 
we don't readily jump to the conclusion that what's missing in our lives is the capacity to serve other people or the fact that we haven't made an impact in the world. We tend to think about things that are tangible or something that you can buy out of a store. But in actuality, more times than not, when you help other people reach their dreams, when you help other people facilitate success, what happens is out of gratitude for what you've done for them, they then become in a position to turn around and help you. So I think that that the point here is when you're feeling that void, when you're feeling that, man, something is missing out of my life, I think what you really need to do is look at who can I help? Who's struggling? Even though I may not have much, what do I have? You know, it's almost like the the miracle of the the five loaves and the two fish, right? So there's like a multitude of people that need to be fed and there's only two fish and five loaves of bread. And sometimes we think about our lives like that. We're like, so many people need help. So many people need support. And what do I have? I don't have a degree. I don't have this. I don't have a lot of money. I don't have that. We're always looking at what we don't have instead of looking at, okay, here's what I do have. And how can I use that to help other people? And in the fish and five loaves scenario, what ended up happening was the willingness to give it, it multiplied and it became enough. And so even if you don't have much right now, use what you have to help others. And I believe that it will multiply and it will become more than you ever thought that it could be. Another thing is shifting your perspective with helping others. There's this great video and I'm going to put it in the show notes. It's on YouTube and it is a like two minute video of deaf people who are hearing for the first time. So it's a video where there's several people, several deaf people who are in doctor's offices and you see them getting hearing devices installed and just their reactions to being able to hear themselves for the first time, to be able to hear their names for the first time, to be able to hear at all for the first time. I get choked up when I look at it. It's just one of those things where it humbles you and it makes you think, wow, look at all of the things that I compound. Here is something that I have daily and take for granted. I mean, think about it. You're listening to this podcast. Why? Because you can listen to the podcast because you have that ability. Think about all of the people that don't. And so when you're talking about wanting more out of life, I think that you have more than what you realize. And it's really time to kind of take inventory and take stock of some of the things that you have as opposed to some people that don't have the same things and how you can maximize what you do have to make an impact in someone else's life. So the next thing I wanted to talk about was consider your ways. You know, the Bible has like these minuscule books, you know, we we know like the big ones, right? You know, like Genesis, Revelations, but there's like these little bitty books, you know, that are like all of five pages that if you're not looking for it, you would totally miss it. But This is one of the ones that is really powerful. Every time I read it, it sends a little bit of a chill and it's a, it's a chilling reminder of how I'm thinking, how I'm operating the get up and go, the busyness of life and whether or not I'm really taking time to commit, to focus, to stay in gratitude rather than just going with the hustle and bustle of life. And so the book is Hey Guy, chapter one, H-A-G-G-A-I, chapter one. 
And the sixth and the seventh verse says this, you have sown much, but harvest little. You eat, but there is not enough to be satisfied. You drink, but there is not enough to become drunk. You put on clothing, but no one is warm enough. And he who earns, earns wages to put into a purse with holes. In other words, you work so hard, but you bring home so little. You eat, but there's never enough. You drink, but it's not enough to drink. You put on clothes and and no one is warm. Think about some of the clothes that you have in your closet that are just bursting with bursting at the seams, things that you've never worn before. And it's still like it's not enough. And he says that the person who earns earns wages to put into a, a purse that has holes in it. So it's like as soon as you get money, it's going right back out. And I know I know that this isn't just, oh, well, you know, that was back in the Bible days. Some of you just heard this right now was like, oh, are you looking in my window? <laughs> yeah, this is happening today. It happens all the time. And the seventh verse says, thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. And that's what I want to challenge you to do. If you are are just running the rat race, I want you to consider your ways. Here are some questions that I want you to ask yourself. What are you chasing? What are you running after? What is it that that keeps you going and in motion? You're running towards what? Some of us are running just to be running. You know, it's almost like we're in a stampede and we don't even know what the end destination is. We're just go, 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 go. And we don't know where we're going, 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 going. We're just in motion. And when we are in that that place, when we're just in the the frantic and frenetic pace of life, it can be very disheartening when we reach that place where we're like, for what? What am I doing? What am I doing all of this work for? So consider your ways. Also ask yourself, who are you trying to keep pace with? Some of us don't have that problem. Some of us are kind of squarely in our lane. We're running our own race, but some of us are trying to keep up with our friends, our peers, our classmates, our colleagues. Who are you trying to keep pace with? Are your motivations truly honorable or are you paying lip service? Because, you know, we can hop on social media and give all kinds of platitudes and lip service about helping others and being thankful and being grateful, but secretly in our hearts are coveting things that we don't have yet because somebody else has them. Ask yourself, how much do you spend versus how much you invest and how much of your daily actions serve a larger purpose? So what God is saying here is you are working really, really hard, but it's not enough. You have clothes and it's not enough. You have food, but it's not enough. You are earning money, but as soon as you get it, it seems like it's gone. And he's saying, consider your ways. Think about what your life is really structured around. Think about what it is that you really are doing with the gifts that you have. And how are you using those things to serve a much larger purpose beyond yourself? So I told you I wasn't going to keep you long. Um, I do want to take a time to transition into Thanksgiving and and things that I'm thankful for. So of course, I am definitely grateful for life and health and strength and my family. And I don't take those things for granted because some people are are missing loved ones. And the holidays are especially hard when you are struggling with that kind of loss. But 
when I think about the things that I'm really thankful for, um, I could literally populate a whole podcast just on things that I'm thankful for. But if I had to boil them down to some just key things that I want to highlight for you guys is one is I'm thankful that this is my calling. I could have been called to do so many other things. Um, You know, not everybody is called to have a platform. Not everybody is called to be on the stage. Some people are called to be a curtain puller, you know, and that role is no less important. But I am grateful that this is my calling. I'm grateful that the message that I've been given resonates with so many people. Thankful that I get to see what purpose really means, what it really means to have a purpose-driven life and how believing bigger than myself has blessed so many other people. I'm thankful for that calling and I'm thankful for the journey that it took to get here because it has not been an easy journey. I've made a ton of mistakes. My spiritual rap sheet is long, you know, like guilty on all counts. So I definitely am not this goody two shoes. Um, I never have been. However, when I began to really accept and embrace um, the love of God in my heart and pray that I would be able to see with his heart rather than with my own eyes, uh, life just changed for me. So I'm thankful for this calling and I'm thankful for the journey to get here and that I can look back at my mistakes and share them to help other people avoid the same mistakes. I am thankful for you, my listening audience. You guys are turning in to listen to me every single week. And even when you skip a few weeks, you go back and binge listen. I'm so grateful for that. And you share this podcast and I'm grateful. I haven't checked my my global statistics in a really long time. And before this episode, I checked in and I just... I got misty eyed. I think I was losing count. I believe that Branding for Believers has a listening audience in 27 countries. I counted 27, might have been 28 or 29, but the plot point on the map that I use, it was kind of hard to tell. But Branding for Believers, you all are listening, you're downloading, you're sharing, and 27 countries from Saudi Arabia to Canada, people all over the world are listening. You are listening. And that just humbles me. It humbles me on so many levels because your time is valuable. You could be listening to anybody and it's a very noisy world. And so the fact that you all can hear me in a crowd of noisy voices and to consistently find value And what I have to say, I'm just very, very grateful for you. I am grateful for the lives that are being transformed through this podcast. I'm grateful for the honest moments of reflection where you are able to sit with yourself and really think about and meditate on who you are and what you've been called to do and just answering the call. More and more people are answering the call and are showing up for the people that you were meant to serve. And that means everything to me, people that I don't even know. I get emails, I get inbox messages all the time from people I've never met that just are grateful for 
this platform and they tell me about how their lives are being transformed. And I'm just so thankful and grateful for that. And I'm also grateful for today. You know, there's the saying, Carpe Diem, seize the day. I will tell you this. We don't always get it right. We don't. None of us are perfect. I'm not perfect. There are some days where I go home, leaving campus, and I'm in bed by eight o'clock because I'm like, forget this, Monday one, (laughs) you know, chalk it up. I'm going to bed. We're going to start this over tomorrow. But every day that we're here, I want you to know that there is another opportunity to get it right. It's another opportunity to examine our true motivations. It's another opportunity to examine ourselves and to look into our hearts and to have a conversation with ourselves and with God about who we really are. And it's an opportunity to get it right. And so I am thankful for the day because today is another opportunity to get it right. And I want to end with prayer. So here are the things that I'm praying for. I am praying for peace in the world. There's so much violence and terrorism and broken hearts and people who are just lost. And so I'm praying for peace. I'm praying for those who are less fortunate. I'm praying for individuals who are grieving the loss of their loved ones through the holidays. I am praying for people who are wondering how they're going to make ends meet. And I'm praying for our young people who are in many ways lost and angry and searching for peace and answers. And I say this not because I'm judging them. I'm saying this because I see them lashing out on social media and I pray for their peace and clarity and also praying that that God would just help our unbelief. So I'm going to close with prayer and I wish you guys a very happy and abundant Thanksgiving. I appreciate you more than words can say. So Lord, we come to you thankful and grateful for your many blessings, thankful and grateful for your mercies, which are brand new towards us every single day. Lord God, we thank you for our lives health, strength, the ability to connect in a world that is so very big, it becomes very small through the gift of technology and just being able to reach across oceans and connect with people and to spread your word and your message of hope to the ends of the earth. Lord, we just pray for those who are less fortunate, those who do not have the means to provide abundant feast for their families. We pray that you would just make provisions for them. We pray that you would comfort the hearts of those who are missing their loved ones through the holidays. Some people are missing their moms, their dads, even their children. We pray for people who are out of a job right now, who don't know how they're going to make ends meet, who don't have health insurance and are anxious about what tomorrow is going to bring. I pray that you just send abundant opportunities their way and you are able to make provisions for for them in a way that you would get glory. I pray for our young people who are lost and angry and searching for peace and searching for answers. I pray that you would 
show up in their lives. More than that, I pray that you would allow people to answer the call and show up in their lives and be the difference and be the change that they're looking for. And I pray that you would help us have more faith, that you would increase our faith, that you would help our unbelief. So many of us aspire to do things and we just keep doubting ourselves. We keep shooting ourselves in the foot. We keep talking ourselves out of it. But Lord, I pray right now that you would just help our unbelief, that you would send confirmation to the people who are struggling with their calling and that you would give them the courage to answer the call. Lord, we pray for a happy and abundant Thanksgiving. We're grateful for so many things that if we had 10,000 tongues, we just could not thank you enough for everything that you are doing, everything that you've done and everything that you are going to do. In your name we pray. Amen. So believers, have a wonderful holiday and I will see you guys next week. Peace.